The sermon text is the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Man, who appointed me to be a judge or an arbiter over you? Then he said to them, Watch out and be on guard against all greed, because a man's life is not measured by how many possessions he has. He told them a parable. The land of a certain rich man produced very well. He was thinking to himself, what will I do? Because I do not have anywhere to store my crops. He said, this is what I will do. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and goods. And I will tell my soul, soul, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This night your soul will be demanded from you. Now who will get what you have prepared? This is how it will be for anyone who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. The Gospel of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. So this guy has some problems. He's got some issues. His first problem is that he can't get his brother to split an inheritance with him. That is a problem, right? His second problem is that he thinks Jesus is going to help him figure this out. And Jesus clearly has zero interest whatsoever in involving himself in this family or civil matter deciding this case. That means he's going to have to get somebody else to do it. That's a problem, too. But then he has the biggest problem, the most dangerous problem, and here Jesus will help him. Because now Jesus will warn him about this most dangerous problem that he sees lurking inside of this man's heart, which is greed. <clears throat> Watch out and be on your guard against all greed, because a man's life is not measured by how many possessions he has. Jesus is telling us the truth. The value of your life, the worth of your life, is not determined by what you own. And yet, we are surrounded every day by a big lie that tells us exactly the opposite of what Jesus says. The big lie of our world basically takes the word not out of the sentence that Jesus spoke and tells you the value of your life is, in fact, determined by what you own. Every day, this message bombards us. Get something a little better, and your life will be better. Get something bigger, and your life will improve. Take this dusty old tarnished thing that you own and replace it with something shiny and new and then your life will be worthwhile. This lie surrounds us on billboards, computer screens, television screens, screaming at us the opposite of what Jesus says. The value of your existence is determined by what you own. Now I like to save examples of this so that when this gospel comes around I can show them during the sermon. These are examples of the big lie that I've accumulated over the years. Some of them I know are ridiculous and over the top. That is kind of the point. The first one is for a product called Axe Body Spray. This was an ad that came up on my computer. Here we have a gentleman on the beach. He's spraying himself with Axe Body Spray. And behind him, there is a mob of beautiful women charging after him. So the message of this ad is, 
get this body spray, glorified deodorant, basically is what I'm going to spray on yourself, and your life will improve. Now this one strikes a chord with me because when the Max Body Spray first came on the market, they were handing out free samples in a mall in Mankato, Minnesota. And it was free. So I took a free sample back to campus with me and I used it. And it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> this is another example. This one's for real estate. This one's a little more serious. Here we have a big, beautiful house. But the interesting thing is the tagline. Imagine your life at its best. Now, stop imagining. See, what you need for your best life is this new beautiful house next to a golf course in Rocky Top, Tennessee, and then your life is at its best. Sometimes it is ridiculous. Here's an ad from Jimmy Hooker, a rowing machine. And the tagline is, make life worthwhile. Nobody using a rowing machine has ever thought, now my life is worthwhile. The only thing someone on a rowing machine thinks is, I wish my life were over. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you don't even need a tagline. The message is built right into the logo itself. This is what we've all seen. Miller High Life. It's right there in the name of the product. Jim Miller, and your life goes to a higher place. I also have some limited experience consuming this product. I can tell you one place. It does not take your life by any stretch of the imagination. It's high. And finally, here's a blast from the past. Some of you might remember this naked model. The tagline says, they will know you have arrived when you drive up in an Edsel. Now the Edsel part you might find a little bit funny, but the same message is still there every day. Get more stuff, get better stuff. This is how you communicate to other people that you've made it, that your life is valuable, and that it is worthwhile. Now, none of this is meant to be an attack on capitalism or advertising. If you make your living selling, advertising things, that's a God-pleasing vocation. Things need to be bought and sold for the world to go around. And it's also not an attack on Christians whom God has blessed with the means to enjoy finer things in life. God has given you those resources. Say thank you. Enjoy those nice things. And as we'll talk about in a minute, use them the right way. But this is just to point out that when greed enters our work and our desires, we are headed down a spiritually dangerous path. And this lie is so dangerous because it doesn't just come from outside of us. Mostly the big lie comes from inside of us from inside of our own hearts. This is why it's so silly to make attacks on commercialism and capitalism. Nobody ever needs to be told to be greedy or materialistic. All I have to do is see somebody over here who has even a little more than I do. And right away I start thinking, my life would be more worthwhile if I had what he had. Or I just need to see someone over here who has a little better and think my life would be better if I had what she had. The big lie comes from inside of our own hearts. It is the natural state of our sinful mind, which is why Jesus so carefully and so directly teaches us not to fall for it. The value of your life is not determined by what is parked in your driveway or what is in your bank account or your safe deposit box. And to drive this point home, Jesus tells the story of a rich man who buys into the big lie. And he gets his more and more. He gets his bigger and bigger and better and better. And when he does, he feels like he's all set. He feels like he is permanently secure 
but he's not. Because then, in one night, in one breath, it's all over. And all of the stuff that he accumulated for himself in this world can do him no good any longer and can offer him no more security. And that is the big problem with the big lie. No matter how much stuff you save for yourself or stack up for yourself in this world, it cannot offer you security beyond this world and this life. It goes no farther than your life in this world. This has been said very bluntly. Take it with you. It's been said more acutely, I think, in a country western song. I've never seen a luggage rack on top of a purse. It was also said with some divine poetry in the book of Ecclesiastes. It's vapor. It is chasing after the wind. No matter how much stuff you stack up, it offers you no security beyond this life. Now, speaking of commercials, I remember one that was on TV probably 10, 12 years ago already. They showed a bunch of people walking around in a park, and every person had a number attached to them. Some people were carrying their numbers under an arm like a football. Other people had their number floating over the top of their head in a plot bubble. The idea was this. Everybody has a magic number. Some of the numbers were bigger, 1.2 million. Some were more modest, like 450,000. But you've got to hit this number for yourself, and then you'll be safe. You'll be secure in golden years of your life. And that's probably true enough for 10, 20, 30 years of retirement. But the more urgent question that should be occurring to human beings is, what about after that? What about after my sunset years in this world? Where do I get security that lasts forever? And this is where it doesn't matter whether you did a magic number or how much stuff you're going to stack up. Only God can offer you this security that lasts forever. And this is the basis for the true value of your life. Makes your existence worthwhile. Not what makes you secure here and now, but what makes you secure for eternity. And only God offers that security that lasts forever. And he offers it in one place and in one place only. And that is in his son, Jesus Christ. In his word, God declares to you, he speaks to you the divine fact. You are valuable. Your life is worthwhile because God made you. You are his own unique, special creation. Now, you are wrecked by sin, greed and materialism and all the rest of it. There is no doubt about that. God made you. And that makes you valuable. And God loved you. And he sent his son to save you, to secure your existence for eternity with him in heaven. Jesus did that for you. The holy life that he lived for you, free from all greed and materialism, perfectly content. He did it with his sacrificial death on the cross. And God washed you clean in the waters of baptism when he brought you to faith in Jesus Christ. This is what gives your existence value. This is what makes your life worthwhile. It is safe. God has secured it forever in his son, to whom he has brought you to faith. Now, as far as everything else goes in this world, God may give me a little, and he may give me a lot. But I can always be content, and I never need to be greedy and chase after more and more, because whether God gives me a little or gives me a lot, he has given my life eternal value in his son, Jesus Christ. And whether or not I ever feel financially secure here in this world, I am secure. It is a divine fact. I am secure.
in the God who made me and saved me in his son. What an amazing load off it is to be able to live your life knowing that you are valuable because of what God has done for you in the son, Jesus Christ. What an amazing relief it is to be able to know that you are safe, you are secure forever in the work of Jesus Christ. What a relief it is to be able to go through life not feeling this pressure to always have to chase after more and more, better and better. It is a beautiful thing to be able to live your life with this attitude. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to use the abilities that God has given me the best that I can. Whether he gives me a little or he gives me a lot, I don't have to chase after more. I am safe forever. That is amazing wealth that God has given us in his son, Jesus Christ. How rich God has been for us in his son. Now, as God's people, we want to be rich in return to him. Now, it's kind of funny, this rich fool in Jesus' story. He goes after the big lie, he gets more and more, better and better. He literally has no more room to put his stuff. So he starts talking to himself, which is a little bit comical. But when he talks to himself, notice what never crosses his mind. I have so much stuff, I have nowhere to put it. What should I do? Maybe I should take some of Maybe I should see if, if somebody else out there is hungry, and I can share with them some of this food. Instead, what does he do? He has a conversation with his own soul. It's all about him. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. And you see, if you rest your hope and your confidence in the things of this world, it's always going to be primarily about you. More and more, bigger and bigger, better and better for you. But once you've found your eternal value, the love of God, his son, Jesus Christ, then you are rich in return to God who has been so rich toward you. And you are rich toward the people God has placed around because they are eternally valuable to him too. See, once you find your love in Christ and you close your ears to that big lie, you're willing to do a little bit less for yourself if it means helping another human being God has placed next to you. You're willing to lay up a little less for yourself if it means giving back for God's work, supporting a missionary who can take that treasure to Christ to people who haven't had it come to them yet. Be rich toward God, because he has been so rich toward you in his son, Jesus Christ. When the wealth of Christ comes to your heart, and it crushes that lie and the greed that comes with it, it is the natural thing to do for those who have eternal wealth in Jesus.